career-driven individuals. Ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info slash SPS. Your journey begins here. How about that? 14 to nothing. Think about what the Panthers have done in the last 24 hours. Got up 14 to nothing on the best offense since the greatest show on turf, statistically. And then 48, or not even 48, 24 hours later, they've switched over play calling duties. They lost by a billion. Like the, the, the sway was aggressive. They have not scored an offensive touchdown since being up 14. They were, yeah, and they gave up, what, 42? Yeah. Uh, hey, pick six, though. Hey. Hey, there you go. Troy Hill. Against the backup quarterback. Hey, Troy, hey, 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 Troy Hill. You, can, you don't have to say it's Mike White. You can pretend it was Tua. No, I just said backup quarterback. <laughs> the Panthers are trying something new. You can't, you can't, you can't fault that. Their offense has been screaming – this ain't working. So they're trying something new. Frank Reich turning over play calling duties to to Thomas Brown, their offensive coordinator. Something needs to change, and they're trying. Here's Frank Reich on handing over the play calling duties. It's always been part of the plan, something Thomas and I have discussed from the time that he was hired. Uh, I'm excited for this for Thomas. I'm excited for our team and our offense. Thomas is a stud. He's a great leader. He's a brilliant offensive mind. Uh, we all have a lot of confidence in him, and uh, you know sometimes, uh, and, and I think the timing is right. Uh, this has been something even from the beginning that I've talked through with Mr. Tepper and Scott from the beginning of the season. You know, thought that this bye week was going to be a checkpoint, um, and really been thinking hard about it the last couple of weeks and kind of knew it was leaning this way. But um, here we are, and I'm excited that uh, excited to turn that over to Thomas and know he's going to do a great job for our team. Always part of the plan? Maybe. Not like this, though. They weren't planning on being 0-6, and they weren't planning on being forced. And I think maybe after this upcoming year, right? After we had a very successful year, we had the offseason to turn it over. We, yeah. The plan was always to get it to them eventually. That was something he did say in the I, in the offseason. I agree. So, and, yeah. and they were having him call uh, the second half of games in the preseason. Mm-hmm. I, I like To me, this you're not technically lying but you're not telling the whole truth. <laughs> yeah. It was always the plan to have have Thomas Brown take over. It was always the plan. And it's like, yeah, you're right. It was always the plan. But what you're leaving out is you were hoping to pass it a- across like, you know, uh, uh, Steve Steve Young got it from Joe Montana, right? Like, like, hey, this is going so great. Now you can go do so great from, from Manning to Luck, from Favre to Rodgers. Instead, it was a benching. And like, it wasn't like, I'm going to retire and sail off into the sunset and you're going to take over in my stead. It was, I'm doing really bad. We have to change something, anything. How about you give it a go? It's like, it's like, uh, when someone's trying to open a jar, right? You never pass it to someone else. When you think you're actually going to get it, you pass it to someone else when you're like, here, you try, I can't get it. That's this pass here. You try, I can't get it. They need to take more chances. They need to push it downfield. And I firmly believe that Thomas Brown will take more chances and will push it downfield. 
He comes from the Sean McVay coaching tree, and and Sean McVay has found a way with Jared Goff, Matt Stafford, a whole mm-hmm. bunch of different uh, styles to get it downfield. For those don't know, Sean McVay, the head coach of the L.A. Rams. Exactly. So I'm confident Thomas Brown will take more chances. I'm not confident on how they will execute those chances. You can change the play calling, can't change the players when you switch up your, your play caller. But I'll tell you the thing I want most. The thing I want most, and it feels like a change of play caller, bye week, it's a good time to do it, is I want Bryce Young's input into what plays they're calling and how they call them, and, and basically the playbook and play calling in general. This is where Bryce Young and Thomas Brown can get together and say, how do we want to do things? I'm seeing, uh, you know, Thomas Brown will get to call the offense for Bryce Young. I hope it's Bri- uh, Thomas Brown gets to call the offense with Bryce Young. Here's Frank Reich on the chance of those two guys, Thomas Brown, Bryce Young, to grow together. And the guys love and respect Thomas, so I know they'll play hard for him. Um, it'll be good, and it'll it'll be good. It's a great opportunity working with a young quarterback like Bryce for Thomas and Bryce to kind of take this step together. You know, that's a big deal. You know, getting the coordinator and the, and the play caller and the quarterback all on the same page. And really, this is a journey together that you, you develop a bond and a closeness that's really important in the process. You want that connection to be, for lack of a better term, like a brother, right? You want uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees speaking a language that they, only they get. That's what you want. I'll just comment on a few things I've seen from Bryce Young. Bryce Young does not want to check to the wide receiver screen against the Blitz. He's done it a billion times through his first five games. He doesn't want to do it. You can tell by his body language. As he's making the check, his body language is like, then after he makes the throw, he looks to the sideline like, please, anything but that. He doesn't want to do it. There are other ways to beat the Blitz. He doesn't trust anyone but Thielen. Why not? Figure it out. Talk to him. I was talking with uh, somebody who watched the game, and their, their interaction was, or, or uh, and it's someone I trust in football, their observation was they hustled to the line. They had a th- uh, three wide receiver set, so three wide receivers to the same side. They all ran essentially 10-yard stops, like 10-yard hitches. And, and this person uh, observed that they thought the other two wide receivers were more open like, like if, if you just did your read and threw it to the most open, it would be the other two. Instead, he pounded it to, to Adam Thielen, and it had to be a more accurate ball and a tougher catch, but it was completed. That's, that's not a bad decision. It's a completed ball, right? That, that's pass-fail. You pass. It worked. But as a play caller, I want to go, all right, what was wrong with the more open guy? <laughs> right? Like, let, let's make this as easy as possible. You need Bryce Young in the room. And lastly, most importantly, out of this decision to go from being up 14-0 to to down 42-21 to changing your play caller in the bye week, is it is a message sent. Frank Reich just benched himself. Do you think your job is safe? If Frank Reich just benched himself... Right, the part of the reason he got hired is because he's this offensive mind that can work with quarterbacks, and he just benched himself from being the play caller. Starting running back jobs, you think it's safe, Miles Sanders? You think Hubbard's coming for it? Offensive line, you think anyone's job is safe? Is benched the head coach? Just benched the head coach. 
the hierarchy of wide receiver. Everything should be up for evaluation now outside of probably Bryce Young. That's about it. Everybody else, I don't care if we trade it up to draft you, DJ Johnson. If you're not getting it done, we're going to put someone else in there. Sam Franklin, playing lights out. I, I really like what Sam Franklin is doing at safety. If, if they have to find a way to get keep him on the field, regardless of who gets healthy or not, yeah. No job is safe right now. None. Panthers are making a move, and I appreciate that. You have no reason to just continue stinking, right? Because some teams, other teams, if they stink, if they're bad, a lot of times it's in their best interest to continue down that path because then you go from picking fifth, sixth, seventh to first, second, third in the draft. The Panthers don't have that. They should be making moves, trying to get better all the way up until the final final buzzer, uh, the final whistle on the final game at the end of the year. And giving up 42 essentially unanswered points. Granted, the, the, the defense did have the pick six, as we mentioned. Giving up 42 essentially unanswered points. If that's not a catalyst to make big changes, I don't know what is. You're up 14 to nothing. It was fun. It was a good time. Those first, whatever, five minutes of the game, watch the heck out. From that point forward, less fun. A lot less fun. Less fun. So work on being more fun. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. Today, we're using our football at four to set our Bryceometer ahead. We're moving it up. We're moving it to the correct side, the side you want it to go. Matter of fact, we're moving it all the way up to where we started. Right in the middle, right? The the neutral. He's gotten back to neutral. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Shout out Terrell Owens. Now I can hear some of you saying, what? Ha? Why? Oh, y'all. Ha? He? Ha? I don't know why that's why you talk. You could explain it. That's not my That's not my decision. That's, that's how I read a lot of some comments on YouTube. Ha? He? Ooh. I want to I break this down, okay? So on Friday, we talked about what we wanted to see from Bryce Young. Okay. Hold on for our WRAL sports fan. There we go. Had to, had to, for our video streamers, had to make sure we didn't have mic stands in the way of our, our Bryceometer. Um, here's how it goes. On Friday, we talked about what we wanted to see from Bryce Young. And I said, I wanted two completions of 30 yards or more and no turnovers. I didn't think I was asking for a lot, but I thought that was fair. His, his yards per attempt, meaning his, the, the average amount of yards gained when he, when he throws a pass, was astronomically low, and I wanted to see him take more chances. I wanted to see him throw it downfield. I wanted to see him push the ball downfield. And then on top of that, he's been a little careless with his protecting the football, so I wanted him to solve that. And I said, if those two things happen, I'm all in. I'm excited. I'll be here on Monday happy. One of the, the most commented things I heard was, Oh my gosh, if he just has two plays and doesn't turn the ball over, you're going to act like that's good? He's the number one overall pick. How low have expectations fallen? And I hear you, except I'm going to answer with this. Yes, 
That is exactly what I'm saying. Because he is on a bad team. If he was on a good team, if he was on, do you see Miami Dolphins? Do you see their offense? That's a good offense. If he was on that offense, I would want more than what I was requesting from Bryce Young. Yeah. I would want touchdowns and, and long plays, and I'd want him uh, to scheme, you know, find Tyreek Hill schemed open for a 40-yard touchdown. I would want that. But he doesn't have that. By far, his best playmaker is a 32, 33-year-old that runs a 4-7. You can't ask for for a, a three star Michelin meal if you, if you're grocery shopping with with twenty dollars total. Going to the grocery store looking for whatever's on on manager's special sale, and and you're coming home saying I want the the caviar. I want the tomahawk steak. You can't do it. You know what he looked like on Sunday? He looked like a good quarterback on a bad team. We know what that looks like. We've seen it before. Right? How many quarterbacks have have you felt like, man, they're really wasting his prime. They can't put the right team around him. We know what a bad quarterback looks like on a bad team. We know what a good quarterback looks on a good team. And we know how a good quarterback looks on a bad team and vice versa. He protected the football on Sunday. He took advantage of the players that were playing well. Adam Thielen. He took some shots downfield. Didn't necessarily hit him, but he took them. He made a few throws and decisions that looked like he was back at Alabama. With the situation he's been put in, we might have to settle for flashes. I don't know if we're going to get like, a, oh, that was a, a first half that could rival, you know, Justin Herbert. I don't know if we're going to get that. Justin Herbert was one of the more uh, statistically accomplished rookie quarterbacks in the history of the game. I don't know if you're going to get that. But also, Justin Herbert, his rookie year had Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen and all of these other very talented players. Mike Williams. Mike Will like, it's not apples to apples. So, yeah, are my expectations to be happy when watching Bryce maybe a little subdued, maybe a little artificially held back? Yeah. But that's because I'm looking at the, the context of it all. The stark difference between what he was working with and what Tua was working with is enough to rattle you to your core. It should be enough to motivate the front office. right? When you watch that game, when you watch the, the uh, Panthers-Dolphins game, and you see the Panthers, I mean, come out firing, right? 14-0, woo! Right, everybody is full steam ahead, and then you just watch the Dolphins be better, be more talented, be more physically gifted, be a better assembled roster for the rest of the game, and score forty-two to seven from that point forward. That's where a GM should be, like, like, you know, in the gym the next day. You know what I mean? When, when, when. As a quarterback, or I play quarterback at the University of Delaware, when you have a game where you miss a couple throws, guess what you're doing Sunday morning? You're texting your receivers like, hey, after film, stick around. We're going to get some throws in. I need to do this. I need to do that. If you're an offensive lineman and you get bullied by a bigger, stronger defensive lineman, guess what you're doing on Sunday? You're in the weight room heavy squatting. If you're a GM and you watch that game and you watch Bryce Young trying to outduel Tua with with – you know, Bryce Young was out there with like a shoelace and some some chewing gum in a fight against 
Tua Tungovailoa, who had a full arsenal of every modern weapon known to man. You should be motivated. You should be in this, the film room that night watching uh, draftable players, watching whoever you might be able to trade for with the, the pieces you have, watching whoever you might be able to sign in free agency this upcoming year because you got to get you got to get better. Tua took a long post-game hug with Bryce. Two Alabama guys, I don't believe they overlapped at all because Mac Jones was there Bryce Young's rookie or freshman year. So, so Maybe on a recruiting visit or I, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they know of each other more than they know each other. Sure. But there was a long hug. And you, and you know what? It was on. I was watching the game, right? They did the post-game little handshakes, a long hug. And you know what I noticed? Not a lot of talking from Bryce. A lot of head nodding. A lot of mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Tua was in his ear jabbering away. Tua has been through a lot of what Bryce is going through. Right Early in your career, you have a coaching staff that maybe doesn't believe in you a ton. You have a, a skill set of, of skill positions around you that maybe doesn't line up with what you do best. You have a fan base that is very upset with you. Remember they wanted Ryan Fitzpatrick starting over Tua his rookie year? Yeah. And they did the old do do back and forth. Tua's been through a lot of what Bryce is going through, and Tua was in his ear saying, hey, Stick with it. Let the naysayers be the naysayers. Don't let them affect you, right? The only thing that matters is, is what happens inside that building. Well, guess what? If you want Bryce Young to turn into a two-a-level success story, two is an MVP candidate right now, leading the league in passer rating, leading the league in a whole bunch of stats. He's an MVP candidate right now. If you want Bryce Young to go from a very similar situation early in his career to a very similar situation three or four years into his career, like Tua has, guess what you have to do? What the Dolphins did for Tua. Flip that roster. There are not many people on the Dolphins, specifically on the offense, that were there during Tua's rookie year. They drafted Jalen Waddle. They brought in Tyreek Hill. They signed Teron Armstead. They brought in Mostert. They brought in Kyle Wilson. And these aren't the, like th these aren't just guys that were on the street. They traded for Tyreek Hill. They traded for Kyle Wilson or uh, uh, Wilson. They traded for Teron Armstead. They actually may have signed Teron Armstead in free agency. Yeah, they, but but it was, they traded for Mostert. It was expensive. Yeah. The free agency was expensive, but they did it because they looked at their quarterback and said, "This is what we have to do to have him be successful." Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I hope that my expectations, like, you know, if let's say going into week six of two years from now, we have the same conversation we had last Friday. Hey, this week, what, what, does, what does Bryce Young have to do for you to be happy with Bryce Young on Monday? Right? Not, we did it this past Friday. I said two completions of 30 yards or more and no turnovers. By the way, he did not have any completions of 30 yards or more. Uh, but at least he took a couple shots. He had 27 and 24 were the longest. And he, but when he missed on his long shots, he missed to the right spots. True. Yeah. yeah. Good misses. I, I agree only, with that. Only, only where my guy can get it. If we have that same conversation on, on Friday going into week six of the 2025 season, I really hope my expectations have gotten a lot higher. Well, yeah. I really, but the only way that happens is if you have better around you also. I really hope that I'm saying, you know, uh, hey, I hope they get, you know, Brock Bowers the ball, or uh, hey, I hope uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Like I hope they've in increased, or uh, you know whoever it ends up being, T. Higgins. I hope it's like hey, yeah. I hope they get T. Higgins a hundred yards. 
I, like whatever it ends up being, whoever ends up being on the team, it has to be light years better than what they have given him this year. That's why my expectations are low. Not because my expectations are low for him, but because it's like, it's like handicapping in golf, right? It's like, well, my expectations for him are a 10 out of 10, but unfortunately the rest of the team is a, is a minus eight. So <laughs> my expectations are, Hey, if he puts up a two or a three, I'm gonna be happy. Because he's got to deal with that anchor. It's, it's tough. Which is why I boosted the Bryceometer up to that's my quarterback. We're right back where we started, ladies and gentlemen. Career-driven individuals ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info/sps. Your journey begins here. 